are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. What is prophesied, what you read in this book, the end is prophesied from the beginning. And it's going to turn out that way. Now, God has an overall control, but he does not have everything under control during the interim time until this lease runs out. Now, when this lease runs out on the earth, then sent his saddle home, John. He's done. It's not that God and the devil are so close to power that it's a struggle to see who's going to win. No, that's not it at all. It's because that lease hadn't run out yet. And until that lease runs out, God is limited in what he can do in this earth unless he can do it through his body, the body of Christ. Anything that God can anoint you to do and you have the faith to do to destroy the work of the devil is perfectly legal in this planet. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. But God can't come down here and wipe the devil out and get the devil off of you. He told Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. That's what Paul wanted him to do. Get this angel of the devil off my case. And he said to him three times, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. What did he mean? He meant my willingness to use my power and my ability on your behalf is sufficient. Now you use it. You exercise that dominion and authority. So you see, the earth lease went to Satan, but the earth still belongs to God and all that is therein. And when that earth lease runs out, let me tell you something, things are going to change. Now, here's what I want to point out to you. Adam stood here with all of the authority that God invested in him of being God of the earth. He stood there with all that authority. And he listened to what the serpent said to Eve. See, he's standing right there. God said, subdue it and have dominion over it, hedge it about and keep it from all intruders. Adam deliberately disobeyed God. Now, why he did it, I don't know. But he deliberately disobeyed God. I have good news for you ladies that have been beat down and people told you that, well, you know, the woman sinned first and she's under subjection to the man. The man sinned first. The Bible proves it. He was to subdue and have dominion over every creeping thing. Was the snake creeping in the garden? If he moved in the garden, he had dominion over it. But he didn't exercise it. And besides that, was Eve creeping in the garden? Yeah, she's moving in the garden, so he had dominion. <laughs> now, he did not do what God told him to do. Now, I thought disobedience to a direct command of God was sin. Isn't that right? If Adam had exercised his dominion, Eve never would have sinned. If he just said, now hold it, like we'd say in Arkansas, one cotton picking minute. <laughs> God said, thou shalt surely die, and you said, thou shalt not surely die. And Eve had said, yeah, that's right, he did say that. She'd got her broom and run him out of the garden. Besides that, I'll go you one stronger than that. Adam had the authority to say, in the name of Almighty God, Satan, you depart this planet Earth now! And it had been just as you snapped your finger, he'd have been banished from the planet Earth. You'd have never heard his name again. He'd have been gone. 
He had dominion. He said, subdue it. How is he going to do it? Exactly like God subdued the things in the beginning. Light be and light boss. He just said, be gone, serpent. And it had been just like that. He'd been gone. That's the way he'd subdue it. You're going to have to talk to some things. You're going to have to face up to some problems and exercise your dominion and say, problem, be gone. In the name of Jesus, I can have what I say, so I'm saying you're gone. Now, you're not denying what exists. You're changing what exists. You're speaking to the mountain. You're speaking to the problem. I don't want to get off on that, but it just seemed like a good place to connect those two up there. Now, let me show you something. In the garden... Adam had dominion and authority, but he didn't exercise it. It was fully his. He didn't exercise it. The body of Christ standing in a parallel position with Adam. We have the authority of the Word of God, but if we don't exercise it, we will not have dominion. It's ours, but we're going to have to learn to operate in it. You don't just operate in this because it said it in the Bible. You have to get in there and read it and believe it and quote it until you know it's true and exercise it on flies, exercise it on different things, fish, until you see how it works, and then you begin to exercise it on weather, on storms and different things. Demons and evil spirits. We have dominion in this earth. Satan's trying to steal it from us. But the heavens, even the heavens of the Lord, but the earth has he given to the children of men. Now, here's Adam. When Adam was created in this earth, he was spirit-led. He was spirit-led. He was an exact duplication of God's kind. He was a spirit. He had a soul. He lived in a body. But now, he was spirit-led. Until the day that he broke God's word. He broke God's word. He broke the word link between God and man. Now, when he did, he died spiritually. The spirit man inside him, let's say it this way. See, your spirit never ceases to exist. It never ceases to exist. That spirit man lost its power charge, which was the Holy Spirit. Lost the power charge. It went dead on it. It's still there. It still existed. But it was not linked with God. He broke the word link. Just like a radio, somebody take the battery out of it, put it in their tape recorder, somebody turns that radio on, they slap it around and say, this thing's dead. Well, you don't go bury it because it's dead, do you? You just put a battery charge in it and it's all right. So he got separated from God, and when he did, his tongue was left hooked to his head. Now, in the beginning, I'm convinced his tongue was hooked to his spirit predominantly, I don't know whether it's even hooked to his head or not. It might have been. It might have been both. But I know it's hooked to his spirit because he said he walked and talked with God in the garden. And God is a spirit. He had to speak spirit language to do that. Now, when he broke the word link between him and God, broke God's word, he got his tongue unhooked from his spirit. It's hooked up to his head. And now he's body ruled. He's body ruled. Satan just rang him out, man. Just, you know, if he could get him to desire it, he'd get him to do it. Whether it was spiritually right or not, it didn't make any difference. Now, here's what I'm coming to. Somebody said, well, what good's all this tongue talking, you know? James says that the tongue is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Unruly evil full of deadly poison. Now, that's the unregenerate tongue. No man can tame it, but the Holy Spirit can. 
The apostle Paul said, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. That's why God gave us his Holy Spirit. He said, What man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? In other words, I don't know all about me, but my spirit does. And he said, Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. In other words, no man knows all about God, but the Spirit of God does. So, with our spirits we contact God. So, if my spirit knows all about me, and God's spirit knows all about God, if we get these two spirits together, we've contacted the source of all knowledge. Right? I didn't say we had it all. I said we've contacted the source of it. And Paul said, now we've received not the spirit of the world, the spirit which is of God. It's man linked with God through the spirit. The tongue is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. God didn't create it that way. It came that way after Adam sinned. He's the one that hooked it up to that deadly poison. But let me tell you something. Somebody said, what good is all that tongue talking? All this stuff about the baptism and the Holy Ghost. No man can tame the tongue, but the Holy Ghost can. The Holy Ghost can. When you get baptized in the Holy Ghost and speak with other tongues, you get your tongue hooked back up to the spirit man, just like Adam had. Woo, that's good news. Good news. Hallelujah. Yeah, it is. Adam broke that link got his tongue unhooked from his spirit. And man's been that way all his years. If you've never spoken with other tongues, every word that you've ever spoke out of your mouth since you learned to talk came from here. Your head. Some people say, well, you've got to tarry for the Holy Ghost. The only one place in the Bible where they tarried. Now, if you're going to be scriptural about tarrying, the only place to tarry they tarried in the Bible was in Jerusalem. And they were not tarrying for the Holy Ghost. They were tearing or waiting, that means waiting, for the day of Pentecost to come. It's come, thank God. <laughs> yeah. You see, the Holy Ghost did not come to men to indwell men until the day of Pentecost. Now, it was up on the prophets, the priests, and the king in the Old Testament. And it says they were, Mary was filled with the Holy Ghost and, you know, different things. But it was not the baptism of the Holy Ghost as we know it today. It was not in that dispensation. The Holy Ghost came on the day of Pentecost. He has never left the earth. He is still here, and you don't have to tarry for him or search for him. He's here, and he'll come in the instant you ask him. <laughs> That's a good news, praise God. One lady stood in the line like this. And in two minutes, she was speaking with tongues. And I said, Sister, how long has it been you've been seeking the Holy Ghost? She said, since 1948. <laughs> well, she didn't know that the Holy Ghost came on the day of Pentecost and he hadn't left and you didn't have to seek for him. He's already here. <laughs> Glory to God, you've experienced him here already. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, before we leave the broadcast, let me remind you that all this week our offer is CD offer number 7111. It's a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling. It's called The Righteousness Which is a Faith. 
In Romans, the fourth chapter, the Apostle Paul talks about, in verse 13, for the promise that he should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. In other words, it didn't come through the law, but it comes through the righteousness which is of faith. Then when you come on down in verse 16, Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is the law, but to that also which is the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So it comes through the righteousness which is of faith. Now that's an important phrase because you pick up on this again in Paul's writings in Romans the 10th chapter, and he gives us some great insight into it. He states, As Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man that doeth those things shall live by them, but the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Now when you skip down to what he tells you, it will say in verse 8, he says, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, it is in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. Now this is what Paul says about the righteousness which is of faith. The righteousness which is of faith says the word is as close to you as getting it in your mouth and speaking it into your heart. Now that's what some of your problems are and had been my problems for years. I knew what the word said, but I didn't get it in my mouth and I didn't speak it into my heart. Therefore, I allowed the enemy to run over me roughshod. This will be a blessing to you. It's CD offer number 7111. It's a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.